When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oui, oui, bonjour. S'il vous plaît, Baguette, Renault, Peugeot. Welcome to the Super Rugby Podcast, your host, Damien Warren and... Toby Harris. Yeah, Toby, why on earth am I talking in French? Um, those are, by the way, if anyone didn't work out, those are literally all the French words I know. W- yeah, why Why did you? Because no, I am all weird. of a sudden, I am a French fan, especially the referees. Oh. They are brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> they are oh, amazing. Village. We are going to get to that. But can I just say, sir, straight away... If I was an Aussie, mm-hmm. I would be absolutely fuming. As a Kiwi, I was embarrassed. But didn't he give them plenty of chances? Uh, I don't care. But the thing is, is it wasn't in the spirit of the game. You know how we talk about players nah, being in the spirit I'm, of the game. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. okay. He should have stopped time. All right. When you go for your, like, let's learn to be a referee, Yeah. the one thing they say is you need to be consistent throughout the game. That is a great example of how he was not consistent (laughs) throughout the game. And the other thing I would say is, I have listened to all the audio, and yes, he did make it clear to them, but that is when we're listening to it without 50-odd thousand people, and Bernard Foley is not going to kick the ball until his forwards are ready. His forwards are in a, in a huddle. So here's the referee saying to Bernard Foley, we play, we play, right? And Bernard Foley's looking around. He's got all his forwards huddled in the background. And other people are saying, oh, don't be so silly. He's just going to kick the ball out. So he doesn't need his forwards to chase up. He wasn't allowed to kick it out, was I'm he? really sorry, but as a kicker, there is absolutely no chance when the Bledisloe Cup that they haven't won is on the line, am I going to kick the ball without my forwards being ready. Well, d- we're blah, we're blah. I mean, honestly, I was embarrassed to be a Kiwi and celebrating that victory. 
I don't get me wrong. I think that they did a great job. They kicked to the corner. They did all that. But the Aussies should have won. We'll get to more of that later. Anyway, sir. I didn't watch a single minute of that game. <laughs> I know. So, we're so busy, aren't we? I know. So, so busy. Right, okay. Anyway, but before we do any more, sir, we've got to go for our messages from our supporters. Yeah, we do. Do you want to kick us off? <laughs> I like what you did there. Like didn't do it on purpose. Oh, did you not? <laughs> um, this is from uh, Brendan. Brendan Hill. Yep. And Way he out west. Is, yes. He is a uh, Aussie supporter. Um, relatively new listener, uh, just over a few months, really enjoying the podcast. Um, your chat about youth not going through is very true. So he sort of goes on to say, James O'Connor debuted when he was 18. Yeah. And then you've got David Pocock signed when he was 17, debuted when he was 18. Yeah. You know, and then we could think about others. Rico Yuani, very young. Yeah. You know, um, John Alomu, very young. Um, now, he, again, he goes on to say, is this, you know, a lack of talent or a lack of faith from the coaches? Well, I think with the Aussies, they've actually got the younger talent. Yes. They're just not giving them uh, a chance. But then you, he goes on to say, again, Bernard Foley, probably third or fourth choice. Yes. <clears throat> Why not give the youngsters who were playing in the Super Rugby a good go? I can tell you why is because Dave Rennie is under the pump. So winning is more important yes. than Young Prodigy coming through. I think if Dave Rennie was to get the job after the World Cup, so he does a decent job, he keeps the job, I think you'll find a flood of Australian talent coming through. But I think... But the the, he, the he, young talent might go overseas. Maybe, but I will tell you this... Um, if Bernard Foley didn't play in that game, New Zealand would have definitely won. Why? They did you, win. You, you never they did know, win. though. My point is, Bernard Foley, you look at you look at the Australian team, there is already a lot of youth there. Yeah. So, without guys like Quade Cooper, Bernard Foley, um, you know, Michael Hooper's not available at the moment. There's a lot, a lot of an experience. So, he... I don't think he's saying that... He just um, wanted to, um, to write the ship almost with him being in there. Yeah, I mean, you ju he just needs some experience on the pitch so that they know how to deal with yeah. big moments. Obviously, didn't deal with one of those big moments very no. well. But I think Australia, you know, and I've said this and you've said this, I think they're, they're looking good for the World Cup. Yeah. They genuinely are. They if are. anything, what is happening to Australia now is forcing their hand to get depth in their team. Yeah. Because now, in, in theory, I think they know Lolisio is their best 10, but he's just a bit green without Kieran, um, without Karevi. Yeah. So Karevi, if Karevi was playing, I think they'd play Lolisio now. Uh, he's obviously had a head knock. Yeah. So he, he was out. Um, Quay Cooper's then gone. So therefore, Bernard Foley come. But now you look at it and you say, you know, it's pretty pretty impressive depth when you've got Lollisier, who's well, a quality you've player. You've got three or four good players there yeah. who could start. That's Couldn't right. You? And I think what we are proving at the moment in world rugby is actually in certain positions, age isn't really a factor. No. Fly half being one of them is Johnny Sexton. Yeah. You know, he's an old bugger, isn't he? He is. 
and forwards as well though directing the play and I think you know I can remember when I was 20 odd I knew the game pretty well but if I was to fast forward 10 years and you're 35 you really know the game yeah and I think at certain certain positions especially inside outside center and at fly half and in the front row I think they make a hu- that makes a huge difference. You know, yeah, you want you want youth and you want you know second row. You look at Sam Whitelock. I think he's playing some of his best rugby he's ever played, and his senior years. Yeah, you know, and that's probably you look at um, uh, the Ira the the Welsh Elwyn Jones. Yeah. Same thing, playing yeah. the best rugby because in those certain positions, having that experience is so important. We're gone off a, a little bit of. Well, we've gone off on a bit of a tangent, as we always do. Yeah. <clears throat> but Bernard Foley, we need him in there. You need him in there. You do. And he played exceptionally yeah. well. Yeah. Take take away the, the penalty, he played exceptionally yeah. well. Uh, and then he's got a bit of a um, start bench get rid of. Yep. Now, this Tough is way. hard. Real hard. George Smith, David Pocock, Michael Hooper. Oh, you know what? I mean, like, <laughs> I'm going to say, mm, it's really hard, isn't it? Yeah, it is really hard. Now, I was a massive George Smith fan. So was I. But is Michael Hooper better? I'm not. Is he more dynamic? Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to start Michael Hooper. Are you? Yeah, and on the bench, I'm going to have Pocock, because I think Pocock offers just something different. I'm going Pocock to start, yeah. Hooper to come off yeah. the bench. Yeah, I think that's a great shout. Because, I mean, they're all great. I mean, you think of that, <laughs> eh? That is some class there, isn't it? Yeah. You know what? George Smith, to me, his hair. Yeah. He used to lose hair. People used to pull his dreadlocks yeah. out. But I think people, and I, like Scott Berger... You know, oh, with yeah. his hair. Yeah. You just, it's a little bit more noticeable what they do. Yes. I think Pocock and Hooper, it's less noticeable some of the things they do. I mean, they were they were workhorses though, weren't they? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, and then he goes on to say, P.S., while the smart money is on New Zealand uh, to win both games, I'll be right behind the men in gold to get down with the momentum. A momental, sorry monumental effort yeah so yeah cheers guys way out west so thank you very much to brendan yeah we're off to darren darren w wow australia is still raging over the wasting <laughs> time call darren at the w. end of the game i know we are all fans of nigel owens because he knew how to referee the laws him darren w Darren W, mate, was signing off D, yeah, isn't he? <laughs> Big D. Uh, <laughs> um, the spirit of the game. I've seen refs make that call before and reverse a penalty. But in the final seconds of the match, he's got a great point. Um, oh, you know, he, he does mention here he was looking forward to us calling the game on Patreon and we have to apologise because I've hardly, I mean, God, the only time we see each other is now, isn't it? Yeah. And, and you've been away Monday, Tuesday, busy Wednesday, yeah. well, busy we had Thursday. Queen's, Queen's funeral on yeah. Monday, so this away is, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I'm on duty this weekend, and so this I is, can't do it. This is literally the only time we've seen each other all week. And God damn, you look beautiful. <laughs> so we're really sorry. We might struggle to do it this weekend as well, and we did promise people. We did. People have paid money. <laughs> we're terrible Patreon hosts. We are. Oh, yeah. Um, 
So Darren, really good good thing. I just think I would I think I think they're gonna be livid. If I was an Australian, I would be livid for a long time. You know, we are I'm putting this up there with the underarm bowl. I'm oh. putting this up there with the underarm bowl. New Zealanders are still cross about that. I think if you're an Australian fan and you Nah, and, I disagree. Oh, mate, Do you know why on. I disagree? Because my name's Toby no, and your name's Damien. No, that's a fair point. That's a good point, actually. Uh, no, but it wasn't a Kiwi who made the decision to do that. Yeah, but you still the think... the referee. That, I mean, it was the referee. I mean, awful call. Yeah? We, we, we both agree that it was an awful call. It was correct call, it was but it was an call, awful call. But it was an awful call. Yeah. Yeah? Do you know what he should have done? He should have said, right, time off. Yes, I will start the clock once the ball leaves your foot. Yes. That's what I will do. Or I'll start the ball, I'll start the clock when, when you get to the line out. Yes. That's what I was thinking. When the ball is thrown in, then I'll start then the ball. Then I'll start the clock. Start and the that's clock. happened before. I've seen yes. it before. Um, but with the underarm bowl, it was an Australian doing it to a Kiwi. Yeah. This incident was a referee doing it to Australia, which involved... The Kiwis. Do you know the only positive that comes out of this, and this is not that the ABs have won, is that at least another country dislikes French referees more than us. <laughs> French <laughs> referees are hated <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Does any country enjoy... I reckon even the French go, oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they with us? <laughs> we are so pleased that they, are, they cannot referee us. That is a terrible French accent. Yeah, yeah, it's poor from me. Isn't it? They, they, they're loving you. it. They're French, so they don't have to be refereed by the French. Mm. What a bonus. Ben Zealand. Oh, what a legend. Let's make it two in a row. And he's he sent us a couple of pictures. He has. He has got all blacks kit. Coming out. Hasn't he? Either, coming out of his ears. Either holes. Any holes. Hey? He's coming out of all holes. Jeepers. Can we just paint a picture for our listeners? He's wearing a... A little Kiwi uh, hat on. He's yep. got a nice beak flopping down over his face. Yep. All Blacks top. Yep. He's drinking a beer and he's got an All Blacks beer cooler <laughs> on his bottle. <laughs> Love that. I want one of those, eh? Do you know all I've got to say is he's got oh, quite quite a nice uh, little setup there. He does, Do you know doesn't I mean? he? The only criticism, nice dog there. The only criticism I have been is your TV is not big enough. Mate. TV is not big enough. It's not to be big fair, enough. I can't make out. That is picture. that Sunny Bill? I think that's Sunny oh, Bill. It's not is it? Oh, it oh is. is it Sunny oh, Bill? Sunny Bill. I'm, I'm not, not sure, sure actually who that is. Not sure. Yeah, some big chock though. Anyway, yeah, good from Zealand. Yeah. So thank you for that. As we we always love a picture, and this is a picture. I do feel slightly sorry for his wife. Why? Because that, of that big beak hanging that, off. Because the rest of the day is not going to happen, is it? Do you know what I mean? The rest of the day, mate, it's, it's in the evening. All I've got to say She'll is... She'll be in bed. Or mm, she might be watching with him. No chance. Or he. It was in, it was or in, he. It was in New Zealand, mate. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, well, Oh, no, it was in Australia. <laughs> it would be quite late, isn't it? He's not going to do anything tomorrow, though, by the looks of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then he goes on to say, Hey, legends... Oh, that's nice of him, isn't it? Yeah, it is. In case you haven't seen it, here's a link to some footage of the full referee audio. Yeah, listen to it. The time wasting against... There you go. It did soften my embarrassment slightly. 
Yeah, yeah. Not, he does not say, enough. I must admit, I felt it was a very um, hollow win. So, yeah, not good. And last but not least, mate, Jason Styles has got back in, in contact with us. What a game on Thursday, the best game I've seen in a while. What do you think about the time-wasting call? Was it correct? Would you start, bench or scrap Luke McAllister, Aaron Major or Rudy Wolf? Now, I didn't actually know. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just about to look him up. Uh, now, I'm, sure, I'm sure I will know. Uh, I was not a big fan of Luke McAllister. He had massive thighs, didn't he? He, he had did. huge thighs. But I think he's part of the reason why we lost the World Cup, because he missed quite a few tackles there. Aaron Major is a oh, class player. Rudy Wolf. Here you go. I'll bring up a picture and I'll show you. Yeah. Um, Aaron Major is a class player. Absolute class. Oh, Rudy Wolf. Yeah, yeah. played for North Harbour. Yeah, Rudy Wolf. Yeah. I'm going to go Rudy, mate. Are you? I'm going to go Aaron Major to start. And then Rudy, Rudy Wolf. Wolf. Was a, yeah, he's an all black and everything. Yep. Luke McAllister. Big legs, though. I, I did have thigh envy. Did you? Yes. Definitely had thigh envy. Thumb the guns. So there we go, mate. There we go. Razor Daz did, did do a second email. Yeah, he which did. may uh, surprise you. Did write too. an essay. Uh, Battle of the Former. This is what he called. You could you could have, uh, you know, done the name, the title of the of the game. Battle of the Former Waikato Chiefs Coaches. The uh, Redemption of Geordie Barrett. Did play pretty well. Near Enough is Good Enough. <laughs> Viva la France. <laughs> <laughs> How many tries of Andrew Callaway? He was good on the weekend. Well, he scored like two tries and And he was held up. And he was held up. So he really scored three tries. Well, he, he didn't, did he? No. One he of them was, was held, held up. up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Mate, uh, are you going to do Super Brew? I will do Super Brew, yeah. I mean, you just let me know when you want the music on, mate. So Mud Sharks... Mud, I tell you what, Mud Sharks, Leon Loopy, and uh, Jaybird 007. Is that top three? Top three. Is that uh, from just the weekend? That's or just overall? from the weekend. They all got three points. So well done to them. I got two point five. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Uh, and then were then then there were a handful. Big Ash got zero. A handful. Swano, unlike his son. Uh, Sugar Fingers. Oh, only got Sugar Fingers. Sugar Fingers one oh one. Only imagine if that was Sugar Fingers sixty nine six. Only got he only got half a point. <laughs> Love that. Why would you be called Sugar Fingers? <laughs> uh, right, we're going top. Are we go top four or top five. Top five. Okay, uh, Paul. Nine points is out in front. Oh, yeah. Uh, Keza, uh, Murcielago, Villaggio. Oh, Villaggio. 007. Love that. And Renegade. Um, those are your top five. Does that really, Villaggio 007? Yeah. Proper fan there, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Proper fan. Bottom four. Uh, I'm 11th. Yeah, where am I, mate? You are 19th. You stayed put. Oof. You didn't go up or down. You're on six points, and I'm on six points. It's close. It's close. Come on, bottom three, mate. Bottom, bottom three. three uh, Sam Wise, uh, Taranaki 88. 
know who that is? No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> I don't. It's Lee Jones. How is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to him, he did tell me that he's only um, just come into it. He supports neutral like Switzerland. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he's only just coming to it. But he's only on one point, so I don't care. So there you go. Is that it? That's it. Happy days, mate. Mm. It's time for... Uh, Breaking news. With your your host, Damien Warren and Toby Harris. (laughs) Kindly supported by uh, our Patreon members. Uh, I'll go first, eh? Go for it. If I can find... Ah, so, here... Now, you're going to absolutely love this. You might have seen this. You might have seen this. Um, But guess who's coming back to Super Rugby from the English Premiership? Oh, who's coming back? So, he's been there before. He's been... He's obviously a Kiwi, is he? He is a Kiwi. Who's coming back? So, he, 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 he was at the Crusaders... Yes. But he's not coming back to the Crusaders. He was at the Crusaders. Yes. Is this Todd? No. Ooh. Who is it, mate? He's currently playing for Leicester. This is a bit of a guess who. Oh, know. this is um, Nandolo. Yes, yes. He's oh, I back. did know that. I did know well, that. Yeah, you, yeah. You didn't, did you? <laughs> wow. Uh, so he's coming back to the Waratahs. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he's a. Well. I know people will be drinking when I say this next, but he is a big unit. He is a big unit. He's huge. Yeah, he is huge. And he's um he's actually really excelled at Leicester. He's you know, done well. He's come back from France, I think, and the way that they've played. I think George Ford being there last year and the crossfield kicks, he was just really potent. Well, I think in France he wasn't used the way he should be used. Yeah. But in England, they saw a potential to use him as a bloody wrecking ball. And he did a damn good job. And he is. And that's what he is. So, yeah. So, well done. So, he's coming back. Waratah's on to a Well, goal. good news there. Some bad news from me. So, we know about the Worcester Warriors yes. going into administration or very close to going into administration. I think their deadline for that is Monday. There's another one, mate, which is um, which I never would have thought is Wasps. Huge club, Wasps. But I think they made some really poor decisions when they moved to Coventry. They moved because they got a great stadium to share, I think, with a football club. Right. But they've never had fans turn up. No. And obviously COVID has, has and again, hit them you know, hard. It's a bit like New Zealand in a way. Their stadium is far too big for their fan base. Yeah. Well, I think the fact that they moved... I mean, the just mean didn't that, help because then your know, fan base is needs to be made yes. from scratch. Yeah, but I, I think from what they're saying, they might not be the only two clubs who are in dire straits. Wow, and this is not good. I mean, it's it potentially is good for the southern hemisphere because if there's no money in England and there's no money in the United Rugby Championship then the Saffirs might be saying, actually, hello, Super Rugby. Well, This is not quite the cash cow that we thought it was. No. Um, but, yeah, not, not very good. And, and, you know, where is the money? The money's in France, and that's only because 
of the very, very wealthy owners in France. There are a few clubs who have very, very wealthy owners in uh, England. But on the whole, you know, you look at the United Rugby Championship, that, that's propped up by the Welsh uh, Rugby Football Union, their clubs. The same thing with the Scottish teams. The English teams are not in the same position. They need to be owned by very wealthy individuals. And obviously there isn't that many of them floating around at the moment. Well, I'm, just, I'm just reading another thing here. Bristol owe an excess of $50 million to their billionaire owner. <laughs> that ain't good but no. again uh, in the same article it sort of it says that most people probably think that 13 clubs clubs is too many this is for the premiership yeah do you think 13 clubs is too many it isn't it isn't you know if you go back to to you know the super 12 that was arguably how the, many teams were in that? Though? Yeah, yeah, no, mate. That was the like the maybe the perfect number. So you know, thirteen's not not a million miles away from no, that, is but it? I think if you've got an odd number, it just creates difficulties, doesn't it? Not so much. But what the problem with the the Premiership is they play two rounds, so that's twenty six matches. Yeah. Plus then they've got the Heineken Cup. Yeah. Plus then they've got another number it's of a other very long season, isn't it? You know. 26 games is a lot yeah. in a season. So then you they're probably doing about 35 games in a season. You know, That's a lot. It's eh? a huge number of, of games. Um, when you think back in the day, most most sport was played over a, a seven-month period. There was a there was a slight crossover, wasn't there, between rugby and cricket, whereas now that crossover is quite marked. Um, well, it's two separate sports, isn't it? And no one could sort of cross over like... Th- the likes of Jeff Wilson. Yeah, it basically stopped overnight, didn't it? Stopped overnight. You know, you did used to have people playing rugby for New Zealand and, and you know, county cricket, whereas that doesn't happen anymore, that's for sure. So my point to this is, what is the answer? And the answer is wealthy owners because it, you are literally throwing money away. Yes. So what are they going to do? I couldn't tell you. The the shirt sales aren't high enough to warrant buying one, as in a club. Yeah. Um, the fan bases aren't big enough to warrant buying one because you're or not bi- going to get or, it on ticket sales. Or building, like, you know, Arsenal, the way that they finance, the way that, you know, it's basically they make their money on match day and they build huge stadiums because they can fill them. Yes. Yeah, Whereas, exactly. you know, you're not going to make huge amount of money if you're playing at Saracen's no. You know, what, 10,000-seater stadium? Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, football fans are mad all over the world, but you don't, you, you'll you see someone from Australia or New Zealand in an Arsenal top, but you're not going to see an Australian or a New Zealander in a Wasp stop. No. And that's the difference. You know, it's it, football is a global game, or the Premier League is a global game. The Premiership is an English game. Yeah, and the Super Rugby is almost... Uh, New Zealand Australia game now. Correct. And and that's that's the big thing and this I'm going to get to this later. I think the people who the 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 you know the groups that really actually go you know what we're going to do it our own way because we want to get bums on seats. We want to have fan base all around the world. Then they might end up winning out. 
but yeah. everyone just looks after number one, unfortunately. Correct. Correct. Mate, my... um, Is it your story now? Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll just touch on a little thing here. Um, two of us are Sheik. He is on the bench. And we've yes. got Geordie Barrett in the midfield. Love it. Massive fan. Do you know why? Why? Because who's at fullback? Will Jordan. Will Jordan. Who's but on? Then, who's on the other wing? Uh, Severice. Severice, I think. For me, or is it Caleb Clark? Caleb and Clark. Leicester fight knocku. I'd love that. I don't. But I don't think it is. No. But then you've got Cody Taylor starting. Yes, I Not, know. No, why? Why? Well, they do why? need. They do need depth. And I think they've probably worked that Dane Coles, there's no guarantee Dane Coles is going to be around. So why are we starting Cody Taylor? Because Tokiaho is needs, the best. Needs, needs a break. We've got one game left. <laughs> village. It really is, village. It is, it is village. You're really, right. really village. And I'm a Cody Taylor fan, but even I'm... I'm not a Cody Taylor I, fan. Even I, I don't like him Maybe this is it. Maybe they say, listen, you've got to play well as you're out. But, you know, we've got... I can kind of get the Geordie Barrett in the midfield, but is he going to play there week in week out? I think he no. wants. I think he wants to play there week in week play, out, but I don't think he will. Well, I don't know. We'll see, won't we? He could play amazing there because he did. He did play well considering the situation well, that he, the All Blacks were in. He was playing there for um, the Hurricanes, <clears throat> and he was playing well. Yeah, and then they moved him back. Put him there and all stick the him time. there. Yeah, yeah. You know he'll he'll be a strong ball carrier. He'll be that second pivot if you need him. Then you've got Will Jordan in his position that he will be very good in. Yeah, mate. Fozzy, mate. Super Rugby Podcast. Listen, <laughs> my next story, mate. Heineken Cup Cup winning coach Ronan O'Gara has been banned from the touchline for six weeks by officials in France. Apparently, he told the referee that he was time wasting. <laughs> uh, no, so he, he was disrespectful to an official, <laughs> and so he should be. <laughs> so anyway, he's been fined. Wait for this: ten thousand euros. Has he? Wow, that's, that's a lot a of lot. money, isn't it? Because you know, even for Ronan O'Gara, he won't be getting paid like you know, oodles and oodles, will he? He wouldn't think so. So 10, 10 grand, and he's Irish, and he's, I'm not saying all Irish are tight, but what I would say is, I reckon. are like the Kiwis. <laughs> I know, we are all tight. I was walking through the, I was walking through the cafe today at, at six, in the sixth from centre, and the guy goes, oh, where are you, where are you going with your, cu- you know, your mug? And I went, I'm going to get a cup of tea. And he said, oh, why don't you get one here? I said, because it costs money. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, tight, tight, Warren. Um, yeah, I think Ronan Agara is a bit tight, and I think that will really hurt him. He's got like five kids as well. What? Wow, what a you breeder. Know? <laughs> what a breeder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so there you go. Uh, so Ronan Agara, naughty boy. My question to you, though, is, do you reckon this, this day and age, not having your coach on the sideline will make any difference? No. Neither. A lot of them sit. Oh, where where is he going to be? He can't be in the stands. I don't think he can even be in the changing room. Right. Okay. So he can't be in the stadium. No. Okay. Fine. I don't think it makes a big difference. You got your assistant coaches who give the message. Yeah, but also it doesn't take. 
it doesn't take the coach to sort of watch the game and be like, this is what they are doing. This is potentially what we need to do. Yeah, I think... It, it, and the it, players are accountable for themselves yeah, it, anyway. It, if he's the mastermind, then yeah, it might make a bit of difference at half time. And he says, look, why aren't you doing this? Yeah. Why aren't you doing that? But, you know, you've got to say, he must have good assistant coaches who are who are more specific to those points anyway. But you know, also, you've got an attack coach. Yes. If the attack coach, coach does yeah. not pick up what's wrong with the attack, the defence coach isn't picking up what's wrong with the defence, then, you know, you've not got the right people. I mean, you know, Fozzie could leave forever and it would be better. Correct. <laughs> Yes, it would be much We better. should ban him. 24-7. Yeah. Mm. There you go, mate. Results. Results, yeah. Kiwis uh, won. Kiwis won. Not controversial S- at all. South Africa won. <laughs> yeah. But it was a lot closer. You know what? I was watching it, and they got out to a decent lead, and I was like, oh, right, okay, this is fine. And yeah. then uh, that was at half time, And then after half time, it went close, and I was like, I'm missing a really good game here. Yeah. But then they... Pulled it out again, didn't they? It was not a good game. It wasn't a great game, no. It's a terrible game of rugby, and it is the reason why people don't like watching rugby. I love rugby. I started watching that game and I turned it off. I could not take it anymore. And I came back, right? I came back in the evening and I watched the 26 minute highlights. I'm still trying to find the highlights from the highlights. <laughs> It was disgraceful. Nick White's slap in the face type. type. That is catching now. There was a number of Argentinians and South Africans who were going down like sexy spuds. I reckon RGs RGs have been like that before. Yeah. I just think it needs to get out of the game. You do not go into rugby. They need to be carded. Swan dive. They need to be carded, like in football. Sivu Reese. Oh, Sivu Reese is village. You know, it's catching. His cat, Severus, is terrible, isn't he? <laughs> he needs to be carded next time it happens. And I Get love, I love some yeah. Severus, but I hate that about yeah. him. It's like I like Nick White, but I hate that about him. Yeah, my, if injuries, injuries. Every, I mean, Aussies, right? They've got more injuries than they do players yeah. now. And then on top of that, they get more and more on the weekend. Yeah. And then the, the New Zealanders, you know, you've got, you've got a... Um, your second five goes off concussed, and then you, your replacement second five goes off with a really bad knee injury. Wow. that We'll get on to that. What caught your eye, Damo? Well, this is what caught my eye. Injuries everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, ball not in play. 28 minutes in the whole game. The first half lasted 57 minutes. An hour. And Awful. in the whole game, 28 minutes ball in play. That tells you everything you need to know about rugby. Do you know what they need to start doing? And they do it in American football. The uh, kick clock or the shot clock? Or the yeah. No, not necessarily the shot clock or kick clock. It is when the ball's out of play, the clock stops. As soon as um, the ball say throwing in, no. why not? I'm going to go even further than that, right? So I agree with you. Okay. But what they should do is, it should just be, and people have actually mentioned this recently, so it's not my unique idea, but I'll take it, is when the ball is out of play, there should be a clock, countdown clock. Right. So you've got, like, you take a penalty. Okay, so it is like a shot clock. Yeah, you take a penalty, you kick yep. the ball out, you've got 45 or 30 seconds to throw the ball into the line. And yep. if you don't... It's a turnover. Turnover. Free kick. Yeah, turnover, free kick. Tennis do it. Uh, yep. NFL do it. 
NBA, uh, do, NBA it. do it. That's what they need to do. Something like that. There's a penalty. Yeah. There's a sh- he's, he's got 30 seconds to kick the ball out. If he doesn't kick the ball out, then it's a turnover. Uh, no one would have any problem with that. And that's what they need to do tomorrow. Not, yes. not in a year's time. Now. Tomorrow. Um, I got here, Dave Rennie. I'm a real big fan of Dave Rennie. And he was talking about the refereeing decision. And he said it was a disgrace. And I agree with him. Right? I agree. But then he said this. They asked him, do you have any issues with the yellow cards that were given? And he said he didn't think the Darcy Swain penalty was even a yellow card. I'm going to throw that over to you. What did you take of the Darcy Swain yellow card? It's just malicious, isn't it? I think it was disgusting. Thug. Thug. And it, but it also, <clears throat> how can Dave Rennie say that when the guy's got a six-week ban? I'm, I'm, I'm saying he's lucky yes. to even get that, isn't he? Yeah. Because you know it starts at eight weeks. It starts at eight weeks, that ban, and they've taken down two weeks? Yeah. I was disgusting. He came in from the wrong side. Yep. He's never on side. No. Nope. And I'm and he's sorry. Gone but for his knee. How, whenever do you do a swinging thing like that in a clear out? He was blatantly going for the leg. Yep. I'm really sorry. Yep. It was an absolute disgrace. And I didn't really think he was like that. How on earth do you think he's going to get away with it as well? I mean, it was, That's his rugby career gone. Nah, it won't be. He'll be back in. Oh, He'll, no, no. I think Darcy oh, you, will be. Yeah. You're talking about um, the 12. Um, God, what's his name? Oh, no, Quintipar. Yes. Quintipar, yeah. It's his rugby career over. Oh, I think he'll recover. He's young enough. Yeah, but he's not good enough now. Maybe. Maybe. He was actually playing pretty well then as well. I still feel the Wallabies are on track. Yes. I still think. If you, if I was a betting man. Do you think the are on track? Ooh, or do um, you think they're, they're traveling in the right direction? I think I still feel they're traveling in the right direction now. Even on that game, and I, I wasn't, I didn't think they made, um, they didn't play well. And I didn't think they made a forward step. But I still like some of the things I saw. Again, it, it spells of good rugby mixed in with absolute tripe. Yeah. But I thought, you know, I think. Um, I think this Auckland Test match. Oh, it'll be tasty. Might be a little bit There's more interesting. There's a lot on the line. Yes, I think there is a lot. There's on the a line. lot on the line because I think going into the Autumn Internationals with a loss for the Australians, two back-to-back losses isn't great. No. If they win, much better on New Zealand soil. A lot better. Eden, Eden Park. Park, absolutely amazing yeah. for the Kiwis. A loss. I don't think it'll be the end of the world, but it'll it be... will be. It's the end of the world. No, hang on. No, world, let me finish. No, world, let me finish. The let me world, finish. The You're world, not letting me finish. The world. <laughs> don't make me swear at you. <laughs> the world. <laughs> no, I think a the loss... World. No, a loss isn't necessarily the end of the world for the All Blacks. And I'm going to tell you why. No, I'm not going to tell you why. But I'm going to say that because it's at Eden Park and at home... Than it is. Oh, There's so, so I agree. much I, history. I agree with you. Yes. A loss at Eden Park is the end of the world. Yes. For this rugby team that's pretty much set all records for everything else, that's the record they do not want to set. This is the record that they do not want off the shelf. Correct. 
Um, now, this was interesting. I still think they'll win. Did and I you think know? That they won the rugby championship like I said at the start. Good. Yes. Um, did you know? <laughs> I won't even tell people what you've just done. <laughs> so village. Um, did you know that World Rugby put together a rule reform? Okay, because people have been saying rugby rules are, or laws are hard to follow. Don't know what's going on. Too many things, right? And did you know they actually did a reform? And they took that reform to Bill Beaumont. And Bill Beaumont said, thanks but no thanks. So by all accounts, they had things like the shot clock or the kick clock. Who's or the Bill Beaumont? He's the chairman of World Rugby. Right. So they paid a whole load of people to do a reform. They did the reform. Bill Beaumont said, no thanks. England are doing quite well at the moment. We'll stick with what we're doing. Absolutely disgusting. Bill Beaumont should be doing in the best interest of world rugby, not stopping rule reforms from going through. Well, it should be it should be world rugby, not English rugby. It, it, well, it is world rugby, but Bill Beaumont is a former England player. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. So it's English rugby. Yeah. Uh, and the only other thing that I've mentioned here is Richie Mwanga and Rico Yuani. People get on their backs, don't they? So Richie Mwanga kicked the ball out in the full. Everyone's, oh, it's ridiculous. Richie Mwanga played an amazing game on that on that weekend. R- Rico, mark my words, Rico will be the best player in the world in two years' time. He'll win World Player of the Year in two years' time. And he'll really? probably win it like for a few years on the trot. Do you think? The, the, the lad's unbelievable. He is good, isn't he? He's unbelievable. He and people just need to get off their backs, let them play. There is two superstars of world rugby right there, and both of them at the World Cup are going to do a great job. But the thing is, is that the media love... They love sort of getting on people's backs. That's their job, isn't it? That is their job. Now, I have to apologise... We're going over to listeners' questions. And I cut out the piece, but I didn't have the name. <laughs> so I can't tell you where this has come from. But this wonderful man, or lady, um, has mentioned about, we need a discussion about the All Blacks and Wallabies, Bledis Low Cup, the way it works, because... What he's saying is Australia haven't won it for 20-odd years. And the way it's decided every other year is that, you know, it's two games. So for Australia to win the Bledders low, they need to win both. Yes. One of those is always at Eden Park. And then the flip side of that coin is, you know, the next year there's three competitions and that means that you have to win two out of three, but one of those being again at Eden Park. And he's saying, look, listen, it's not really fair. And what should happen is, is that there should be, well, I think, I think there should be three matches every year. And you should take it in turns who hosts it. But normally in the past, they do one in Australia, one in New Zealand, then one in Japan or one in Ireland Hong or Kong. Hong Kong or whatever. To, to make a bit of extra money. So what do you think about it? 
the thing is, is that we we have it at Eden Park because we we think that we're always going to win, and it's our biggest stadium, which makes the most amount of money. Yes, um, it would be better for world rugby if it was somewhere in a in a different country. Uh, I don't think it would be that good if it was in one of the islands. Yeah. Uh, I think if we went back to Hong Kong or Japan or America, then that might be better for world rugby. Um, but it, it should change. It, sh- it should really change. It should It should go, you know, one year, two games in New Zealand, one game in Australia. Another yeah, that's year, right. Two games in Australia. Two games in Australia, one, one game in New, in New Zealand. Zealand. Correct, correct. That's how it should go. Yeah, and, and it should be three every year. I mean, it's, not, it's not difficult, is it, to, to do? Because they're playing two anyway yes. in the rugby championship. Yes. So just put another one in. Yes. It's not difficult. No, it's not difficult. No. And, and you know, if you want to do it on your way to the Autumn Internationals, fine. Do it on the way to the Autumn yeah. Internationals. Make some extra cash. Have a couple of weeks break, go off, play, and then you have... A few weeks before then the Autumn International Everyone, start. Everyone loves a three-match series as well. They're so much more interesting. Well, you, yeah, you didn't see Ireland coming over and playing two matches. We win one, they win one. Oh, the match, it's drawn. That's right. Oh. But also, even if you get, even if you lose the first two, you're still going, is it going to be a, is a it whitewash? Be a yeah, we don't want it to be a we whitewash. We don't want it to be a, you know, it's, it's still interesting, isn't it? Yes. Even if the third game is for shits and giggles. For nothing, yeah. <laughs> right, my question to you. Oh, yes. If we win this weekend's Autumn Internationals, will we win... Sorry. Let me start again. Okay. Cut that out. If we win this weekend's game, yep. will we then win all our Autumn Internationals? No. I hate to say it, but I think we're going we're gonna to lose at least one. And I'm going to say we're going to lose against England. And it's going to be the last game. It's going to be the last game of the season, isn't it? It's going to be the last game of the season, and we're going to lose to England. And everyone in this school that we both work at is going to look at us, and they're going to look at us with those eyes of, oh, isn't it a shame that All Black Rugby sucks at the moment? They're not, even, they're not even going to celebrate it even, like they would in, in the they past. They haven't even watched the game either. No. They just see it on the news and go, oh, I'm going to have a go at Toby and Tamo. Yeah, and all the commentators will be going, oh, the All Blacks aren't the All Blacks of old, are they? Well, we know that. Fozzy out. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so, no, I, I think they're going to lose to England okay. in the last match. Might not be the worst thing that's ever happened to us, but Wow. Not going to be good. Mate, my question to you is, I think this is a great question. Should Super Rugby just change their rules? Forget about World Rugby's rules and make the game entertaining. Put put kick clocks in. You know, have a real, like get get the review that that World Rugby turned down, Bill Beaumont turned down, and said these solve all of our problems. We're going to start up basically a new competition that is going to be entertaining to play, entertaining to watch. And actually, we might get people, rugby fans all around the world saying, I'm not going to watch Premiership anymore. That's boring. I'm going to watch Super Rugby because, of my God, isn't it great? Yes, I think so. And we, we started to do it with 
the red cards. We started to do it with the 40-20 or the 50-20. You know, and I know these, some of these have gone to World Rugby now, but I think it would be so much better. It would be like, you know, one day cricket-wise and then going to T20. You know, it was fast, it was exciting. And I think if there are shot clocks or they stop time and things like that, it will become a faster game. Well, shot clocks, it would have to become a faster game. Yeah. Or they get penalised for it. You know, so it, it, the the game would just speed up so much. And I think if... if and 135 kg props wouldn't exist. They'd have to trim down to 120, which wouldn't be bad for the game either. No, correct. Which, again, would make it faster. Yeah. So, I, I yes, I agree. Will it happen? No. No, it won't, will it? No. No, because they're not going. They're going to go. Oh, but if we change the rules, then we'll get murdered at international rugby. I actually disagree. I think it'll you'll, force, you'll be able to run them off the park. You'll be able to run them off the park, and I think it would force world rugby to do something about it. Yep. Yes, would do something about it, mate. You have got something for the end of the show. I show. Do I am yeah. shocked. Guess who? Do you have a clue? Now, I've only got two. Yeah, I've got none. These are both backs. Ooh. But you'll be able to figure it out. I'll, how about I give you the I'll give you the easy one first. Okay. Give well, the easy one first. All right. That's really bad if I, m- I missed the easy one. But. Okay. What do you want to know? Birthplace? Yeah, go on. Okay. Uh, Durban, Aust- uh, Durban, Australia. Durban, South Africa. Okay. Very good. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> it's Okay. Durban. Now, now I just think if it's a Kiwi, it could be Andrew Mertens because he is born in South Africa. Was he? But I'm not sure he's born in Durban. Go right. on. Okay. Carry on. Um, he, 178. KGs? No. Wow. 89 KGs. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. 89 K. Is a current player, is he? He's not a current player. Okay. Both are not current players. Okay. What else would you like to know? Um, age. Age? He is 49. Oh, so he's not Andrew Mertens then. Not very big. 49, okay. Not Andrew Mertens. Or is he Andrew Mertens? I don't think Andrew Mertens. Oh, maybe he's Andrew Mertens. Okay, uh, clubs. <laughs> Canterbury. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Mertens. Yes, well done. 49. Well, wow. Yeah, he's old, isn't he? Yeah. She shows, old. doesn't he? Ooh, I'm getting old. 43 the other day, mate. Yeah, I know. Was it a good birthday? No, it's terrible. Why? I was at work all day. Oh, Didn't man. get home till like 7.30 at night. It was that guess, inf- guess, what we, guess what we had for tea Take as well. Takeaway. No, that would have been decent. Oh, <laughs> jacket potato. We had pasta with... Tomato sauce. You're joking. <laughs> You're joking. What, are you in prison or something? <laughs> Basically, it's my son's birthday before mine, the, the day before. Oh, no. So, like, we bake a cake, we do all that, and then, like, it, my birthday turns up and it's like, oh, oh that yeah. that sucks. That really sucks. All right. Moving on. 188 centimeters. Okay. And 104 kilograms. Okay. How old? 39. Okay. Clubs. 
Clubs. Uh, Blues. Auckland. Yeah. So Blues, he made uh, 96 appearances. Oh, this could be Ali Williams. Could be Ali Williams. I think he's taller than that. They're gone. Auckland. Could, yeah. Yeah, you said that. <laughs> 38 appearances. Yeah. B- Bayon? Bayon? Yeah, Ali Williams went to France, didn't he? I thought he was a bit taller than that, though. Russing, 92. Oh, I don't know about that. He's going to be around that age, though. He's he's Ali Williams. He might be... Andrew Mertens might... No, Ali Williams might not be the one. Go on. Uh, you're going to have to give me a little bit more. Um, oh, he played for Canberra as well, Ali Williams. So it won't be... It can't be him. Now, Did Ali Williams play for Canterbury? He played for Canterbury, yeah. Wow, um, I didn't know that. 188 as well. So you're looking more like Flanker. Flanker. New Zealand? Yeah. 68 appearances. 68. Yep. 230 points. Wow. So he's a good player. 104 kgs as well. 104 kilograms, yep. So he must have been a kicker. Has he? Mate, oh, my brain is gone, (laughs) eh? What position did he play? Wing. (gasps) Wow. Oh. Is it going to... Oh. No, it can't be Doug Heller. He played for... um, He played for... um, he played for he played in England, didn't he? Yeah, hmm. Auckland, one hundred and four, New Zealand. Ooh, like Rico Gear, someone like that. The Gear Brothers, they played. Uh, Rico Gear played for the Blues. Jose played for Hurricanes. Rico Gear would be Jose's too young, I think. Rico Gear's about right. Ah, oh, did he? Mm. How many games did he play for the All Blacks? 68. That's a lot of games for the All Blacks. 39. My, I don't know, mate. Go on, give me something else. There's not Born a lot left. Fiji. Played for the All Blacks. Played for the All Blacks. On Born the in Fiji, yep. Yeah. 188. Yep. Not even that tall. Six foot two. So similar to us. Fiji. I don't know, mate. He's still playing, you know. Is he? Oh, no, he's not. He's not still playing. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Joe Rockathoko. Joe Rockathoko? Yeah. Do you remember him? Wow. Yeah, I do remember yeah. him, but you know what? I didn't realise he played for Auckland. Really? Yeah. No, I'm going to have to go wrong there. He was blues through and through. Yeah, I didn't realise he played for Auckland. He played 96 Auckland. games for the blues. 2003 to 2011. He's a good player, wasn't he? Very good player. Wow. Yeah, very good. Whenever he got the ball. <gasps> Jeepers. <laughs> Mate, listen, it's been a really, really fun show. It's actually it more fun because I don't get to see you. This is it. This is it. We won't see each other now for probably uh, another week. Another week or two. <laughs> so, yes, how can people help and support us? Uh, they can email us. They can like and share. They can subscribe. Five-star review. They can uh, click on our Patreon page below. Now, one last thing before we go, sir. Who are you picking for tomorrow's matches? Ooh. Uh, I will be picking... 
the All Blacks. Bye. Ooh, I, I don't want to give my I don't want to give my stuff away. I'll speak to you about it. Um, no, it's gone. I'll, oh. I'll tell I'll tell everyone. All Blacks by ten. I mean, most people would have done their scores by now yeah. anyway. All Blacks by ten. Yeah, I'd agree. And South Africa by twelve. I think it's a great shout. I think the All Blacks might go more. I'm going to say I think if All Blacks are going to win, I think they'll absolutely run riot. Okay. So I'm going to say All Blacks by twenty. Oh, yeah, I and, like it. And I'm going to say South Africa by, I think, 12 is a good shout. Yeah. There you go, mate. Wow. I'll be wrong. You'll be right. <laughs> As always, mate, it's a pleasure doing the show with you. Always. Until next time. See you later. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.